0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, November 30th. We have our first of knock on wood two primetime games this week in the, on the weekdays to preview and to look. Uh, we're of course referring to Raven Sealers, which was supposed to happen on Tuesday. Maybe we'll know more by the time you're listening to this. Uh, but to preview Seahawks at Eagles joining us data. Uh, wait, what is your actual title? Data engineer? Super. Uh, yeah.
1: Data engineer. Okay,
0: I'm on it. Mike McClure,
1: what's up, buddy? How are you doing? Doing well. Really, really, really excited for this game. We love the Seahawks in primetime. They really, like I so said, they haven't let us down yet this year. It's always high-quality entertainment. That's uh, true. So I, I'm very excited for this game. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I think there's a lot of very interesting tournament options related to some of the injuries on the Seattle side.
0: Nice. And um, so we're going to get to the DFS and player props preview after the break. We're going to talk about the game itself a little bit. I do want to point out something before I forget, because my brain works like a squirrel on a on a cage. I thought that you said something interesting about DFS on Twitter on Sunday night. As the Packers are walloping the Bears, you pointed out that on these DFS showdown slates, very often like it ended up being like you needed Bears to win. You needed Allen Robinson as a captain to win, I think, which is – Weird, because the Packers were the dominant team, but the Packers had such a lead that if you got those Packers points, you needed to have the Bears coming back in order to win the actual showdown slate. And I think that's something that sometimes, you know, if you're if you were like, this is going to be a dominant Packers effort, the defense is going to score a touchdown, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to find Devontae Adams, and the running backs are going to get in the end zone, and they're going to throttle the Bears. You weren't wrong. But you also ended up not winning it. Like you probably didn't win as much as you thought you might. And th- I think that's something to think through when you start thinking about game script and all of that. We could I could talk DFS forever, but we need to talk about this game first, and we'll get to the the uh, the showdown stuff in a second. The Seahawks are minus six and a half, minus two eighty on the money line. The over under here is forty nine. Two interesting storylines, Mike, from this game that are starting to pop up. One on Sunday morning, it was reported that Jalen Hurts is going to get some standalone snaps. Without Carson Wentz on the field, um, we don't know how many. And I'll be curious to see what you're what you're doing from a projection standpoint as it relates to Hertz and, and Carson Wentz. And then two, I think Pete Carroll came out this week and said I saw this on Twitter on Monday. Came out and said that maybe the Seahawks got a little too little too. Friendly in the kitchen with letting Russ cook and it sounds like they might try to get back to the basics and run the football, which is a terrible idea against an Eagles defense. that's great against the run and not great against the pass. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, like when you look at this game, how do you see this playing out from an odd standpoint and, and sort of thinking about those two storylines and how they might affect the, the game script and how this looks?
1: Yeah. I mean, so the first thing that stands out there is that the clock's going to be running a lot more if we're going to run the ball and Jalen Hurts is going to be on the field. um, Even though we're talking Jalen Hurts standalone snaps, we're still likely looking at quarterback run a a little bit more than throwing the ball. Um, So that would be the first thing that I would look at there. As far as how I'm handling the Jalen Hurts situation, I'm modeling it out around 80-20. I think that he could see up to 20% of snaps. In the past, we've seen around 10% of snaps while wow, that, that was mostly in a, a wildcat situation. Yeah. Um, I think what's going to happen is Carson Wentz is just going to have a really quick hook, right? So if he comes out, doesn't play well at all in the first quarter first, you know, maybe extended to the first half, then we might see some more Jalen hurts down the stretch. But uh, I, I think right now I'm going to be modeling it out at 80, uh, 20, which is obviously going to really hurt Carson Wentz projection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I um, I, I don't know if I tweeted this out. I mentioned it on the podcast. I think uh, yesterday, maybe. But I went when that hurts news popped out. I went and grabbed a bunch of uh, under props on Carson Wentz for tonight's game on Sunday morning because you know they're gonna be. You know, we saw the line move maybe in an adjustment of a. You know, like the you see it move from like five and a half to six and a half. People are thinking a ton of. Uh, a ton of Jalen Hurts, but the props didn't, took a while to move. They actually didn't drop as much as I thought they would. Um, we now have uh, Carson Wentz, although, are they on? Oh, yeah, so Carson Wentz, passing touchdowns, stayed at one and a half, but got juiced down to the under, passing yards down from 245 or 250 down to 238, and, uh, and his rushing yards down from 14 and a half to 11 and a half. And I don't want to dive into the props yet, but I do think, that's probably about right. I mean, that's, that's saying they think it's going to be a somewhere between 20, 15 and 30% of the snaps will go to Jalen Hurts. So I think your number is spot on there. And I, I do think it's interesting to debate. Is this, do we think this is actually them trying to incorporate Jalen Hurts and to get the offense going? Or as you maybe even alluded to, is this sort of a message to Carson Wentz? Like, Hey, buddy, play well Monday or else we're going to have to bring Jalen in because this, what you're doing isn't acceptable.
1: Yeah, and no, I, I think it's more of that. I think it's a, let's wake Carson Woods up. He doesn't wake up, you know, hey, Jalen gets his shot. You know, it's basically, we're, we're back in training here, essentially, like go, go earn the job, right? Both of you are going to get snaps no matter what, but, uh, go show us who deserves to be out there on the field.
0: So Phil, I mean, Seattle has been bad against the pass all, you know, I mean, all year long. Like they're just, they're just not, they're not a great team. They have improved a little bit. Um, defensively over the last couple of weeks? Have you have you noticed anything with Seattle in terms of their improvement defensively? Do you think they are a better defensive team maybe than we're giving them credit for, or do they just get an easy schedule and, and they're sort of feasting on questionable teams?
1: I think maybe feasting on questionable teams. Look, I mean, I, I think that they're never as bad as they look, and, and and times are never really as good as they look either, right? It's always somewhere in the middle. Um, uh, but I, I, certainly don't think that they're one of the better defenses in the league. I think that they are really kind of more than comfortable. They're a lot like Kansas city in some ways. Yeah, and they're I agree. Kind of, uh, comfortable with Ben, but not break, which ends up breaking throughout the course of the game, <laughs> uh, but they fortunately are just good enough on offense to go get victories. Um, so I, I think that they're somewhat similar in that sense. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think it's a pretty good matchup for the Eagles' offense. It's just a matter of which, uh, you know, how effective is Carson Wentz going to be.
0: Um, all right. Well, what would you look at with the spread? It seems like you would probably lean towards the under based on, um, you know, just the, the idea of the running clock. Maybe, maybe not. But um, do you, do you think there's any value in the under here, over under here, or um, in the Seahawks six and a half? I know that home field advantage doesn't really matter anymore. It is a primetime game with the Eagles, sort of, you know, not season on the line because they can just win their divisional games and, and take the, the division we think. But, I mean, pretty big game for Philly here. Yeah, Six and a half is a lot of battle, even in a primetime spot with Russell Wilson.
1: No, it's it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. So we have to look at this, too. This game opened at minus three. Right? Yeah. So this has all been moved all the way up to six and a half. I make it in my simulations right about 5.1. Hmm. Um, so I would have a slight value there on the Eagles in this spot. I, I look, I think that if I really do think Seattle's going to get back to running the ball with Chris Carson, yeah. um, I don't think they're going to be cautious with him at all. I think they're literally going to let him do his thing. I think he's going to be heavily involved here uh, between that and potentially Jalen hurts. We might have a little bit of weather in the game at, at this point. Um, I, I think that, if I had to play it there, I would certainly lean towards the under. Um, it, it already has been bet down, obviously. So we've seen this move from minus three to minus six and a half, and the totals drop from 52 to 49. Uh, but I, I still at this point would probably lean towards the under at, 50, at 49. And we've
0: seen Doug Peterson and Pete Carroll, and I agree with you. I think we've seen Doug Peterson and Pete Carroll engage in these. I mean, you can picture it in your head. The playoff game, there was a primetime game last year where both teams – just sort of pout, like hit each, it's like two like toddlers fighting where they, they punch each other, don't do much, play sort of ball control. Um, it does look like the wind is set to drop. It's going to be, it's really windy in Philadelphia all day long, 20, 19 miles an hour winds up till 5 p.m. And then it's supposed to drop. That is worth keeping an eye on because it looks like down to 10 and then to, uh, at 8 p.m. and down to seven by 11 p.m. just based on a quick Google search. It, if that shifts at all, and like whatever's rolling through there is it ends up being windy, really windy later in the day. There's a lot of value in the under, I think, because I think it's probably you know if it, if we knew there was gonna be 15 mile an hour winds or 20 mile an hour winds throughout the game, I think the total would probably be like 45. Um, shouldn't be a ton of rain throughout the game, but it's just it's gonna be kind of gross and Philly weather, and it just feels like a slop fest between these two teams. So I think I'm with you. I would if I were playing it. I would play Eagles and I would play, but I, I think if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if we're going to hang up in this podcast, and I'm going to put a bet in on the side of total and you know, just a, you know, traditional wager. I think the under would be the play, even at that reduced number for me.
1: Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that too.
0: Uh, All right. Well, let's, uh, it
1: makes me nervous with, with Philly for sure.
0: Oh yeah, oh for sure. Uh well let's take a uh let's take a quick break and we come back with we'll our DFS and player props. All right, so you mentioned Chris Carson. Uh he's a I have him circled for multiple props, specifically his over in rushing yards. Philly is a very good rush defense. I don't think they've allowed a 100-yard rusher in like a year and a half or something. Crazy. Maybe that's the Saints. Um, but Philly's a really good rush defense. Fletcher Cox is stud in there. Obviously they have great defensive linemen, but 51 and a half rushing yards are just too low for Chris
1: Carson. Yeah. I mean, if if he comes in there and is going to get the work that I think that he's going to get, uh, I I think this number's off by about 13, 14 yards. It should be from a median standpoint. Um, so in my initial run, I actually have him around 65, 66 yards. So I, I think that an appropriate line here. Um, You know, we've seen it sometimes when when we do this podcast and then we kind of tout this information a little bit. I think this 51 and a half total, I bet that number is going to close north of 55.
0: Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if it got up to 58 or 59. Honestly, these I mean, I think that the I think that the, the books are having a little bit not trouble adjusting to props. The books are doing just fine from that perspective. But I do think that they're slower to adjust props. And they'll sort of like they'll let these numbers kind of sit out throughout the day, and you see it around noon. People, you know, people in Vegas are getting, you know, getting in there adjusting things. People, it starts moving, and then it really starts flying. I think it's better off. You're better off getting your props in early. Like, don't wait until 30 minutes before the game to get your props in. You're going to get a bad number.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only way you want to do that is if it is a primetime game, and like, say for example, this thing somehow got up to my number of 65, 66. I'd probably make a small play on the under then at that point. Um, so if you're someone that you, you want to bet against Chris Carson for some reason, you want to bet against that situation, it, you can get a lot of value. Um, I mean, just everyone public hammers the overs on player props. Of course. Um, you can definitely get a lot of value betting the under if you're trying to bet closing lines there. At that
0: uh, and actually, I'm looking at my local because I was going to put in 51 and a half. It's already up to 55 and a half. You think it's still worth taking there?
1: I mean, I still would because I saw the 10 yards edge there on a relatively low number. Um, but I, I, the only caution I would have is Carlos Hyde wasn't completely ineffective. Yeah. If it gets to a situation where this is, you know, what we want is we want a 10 to 11 point game, right? Yep. At that point, Chris Carson's going to grind it out. He's going to get some of those carries. If this is a 17 point game, Carlos Hyde's taken those carries in the fourth quarter,
0: most likely. That, that's right. If, if the Seahawks are blowing out the, the Eagles, yeah. they're going to rotate in their, their backups and let Chris Carson. Although, I mean, they've, what do you think about Carson's receiving yards? I think it's 19 and a half. A, a surprisingly high number for a guy who up until this year wasn't really involved in the passing game,
1: but he's been a big factor when he's been out there. He's definitely been a big factor when he's been out there. I I do like the running backs in the, the passing game there. I don't have a ton of value on that number. Um, I have it right at 20. Um, I don't hate leaning over. It's just a matter of are you comfortable with playing a lot of Chris Carson, right? So, like, I think that they're going to use him a lot. I think they're going to get back to running the football. I think they're going to – Russ is going to dump the ball to him quite a bit. I don't think that we're going to see just – deep shot after deep shot to DK Metcalf tonight. But I I don't know that I could play the over on the receding yards at this point. I think I would be more interested in the number of rushing attempts and the number of rushing yards.
0: Okay. Um, And on the, uh, you mentioned DK Metcalf. He and Tyler Lockett have been an enigma this year. For prop purposes and DFS purposes, I mean, so, you know, one week Lockett has three touchdowns. The next week DK goes nuts. Lockett's sort of been down. there. The over unders here are pretty close. Um, I'm seeing, um, I should probably use William Hill lines, right? Instead of my local lines, uh, <laughs> for my own per. uh, by the way, Chris Carson over rushing attempts 12 and a
1: half. Yep. Like that a lot. I think, I think that number should be 14 is where right. the, the book should set it. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, it's a Seahawks game. Chris Carson's back. Pete Carroll there. They're on the road. I I think they're going to open a game with two rushes too.
0: You might, you might get eight in the first, first quarter. Yeah. Uh, Metcalf's receiving yards at William Hill, 72 and a half. Tyler Lockett, 71 and a half. DK Juiced over minus 140. I mean, it's kind of tough to take the under, to take the over on Chris Carson and then uh, like, you, you kind of have to, if you're going to take something, there. I assume you're leaning under, but man, getting in the way of a DK Metcalf uh, under is, is not, or a DK Metcalf receiving our turtle is not a fun thing to do.
1: No, it's definitely not. Um, one more comment that we should probably make relative to both Chris Carson's receiving and then these two guys receiving, uh, Greg Olson out. Um, they will oh. be working in those tight ends more. Um, however, we could see, you know, more more short passes for Tyler Lockett, more short passes for Chris Carson there. Um, as far as Metcalf at 72, I don't mind the number 72 if you like the over there. I don't like laying minus 140 on it, so I would honestly probably wait a little bit, hope that that number gets bet up to 73 to 74 with, with a more normal juice at 110, 115. Um because I don't think if you like DK Metcalf at 72, you like him at 74. Still, frankly, um, so that, that's how I would handle that one.
0: I'm seeing it um, has already moved up to 76 and a half. On oh, wow. My local, which I don't uh, hashtag my local. I just think I I think that's where it's pushing. I think this is a Monday Night Football game. DK Metcalf is everybody's favorite player. He'll probably be a top choice for a captain. Against a questionable Eagles secondary, um, and I think you'll see people hammer the over on his receiving yards because it's been a very profitable thing to do. Uh, if they change the way they want to approach this game, then then it won't work out. Uh, any other props? Uh, is is Carson your favorite prop in this game, and/or is there any other any other items you're targeting?
1: Um, yeah, I think that Carson's definitely my favorite in terms of the. I, I think honestly, my favorite is the rush attempts and okay. the first yards. Right after that, uh, I like both of those. Um, and let's see the last prop that I would want to play here. I don't mind Carlos Hyde over six and a half receiving yards. Oh, wow. I think that Carlos Hyde is going to still, like I said, I, I think that they're going to run the ball. I think they're going to use both backs. Um, that play is more specifically linked to just not having tight ends on the field the way that they maybe would want to. Um, so he's someone that I'll be looking at there as well at that number because it's it's one catch, right? So yeah. it's essentially what I'm betting on with Carlos Hyde is one catch out of the backfield.
0: Okay. Uh, any interest in Jalen Hurts' first touchdown score at 25-1? to
1: Honestly, probably not. Yeah. Um, I think it's Carson Wentz's game to start for one uh, and just – the Seahawks being a, uh, you know, favored so heavily and having so many weapons of the way that they do. I, I don't think that there is a ton of value in betting, uh, hurts on the first touchdown.
0: Okay. Uh, any, any, any first touchdown options that you like at all? I don't, I kind of like taking these quarterbacks in these primetime games, especially Russ and like Russ and Wentz at 16 to one and 20 to one respectively. They use their legs a ton. You know, you can see them in the red zone scramble. I don't, I don't hate it. If you want a little splash on that uh but Carson at 7 to 1 probably not a terrible option either. Uh okay. Let's get to DFS. Looking at this showdown, as you mentioned there's a there's probably a ton of value with the injuries. What um uh, uh, first we'll start with the captain situation. You know, when you look at this, Russell Wilson 18-9, DK Metcalf priced above Carson Wentz at 17-1, Wentz is 15-6. Lockett fourteen four, Sanders thirteen eight, Carson thirteen two, Jalen Hurts all the way up at ten eight, and then uh, Hyde, Fulgram, Goddard, and you get to the backup quarterbacks, Nate Subfeld, Geno Smith. Uh, who is
1: your who's your primary
0: target here for a captain spot?
1: I mean, it, it's gotta be Russell Wilson at the top. Uh, by, by especially with the the Eagles news with Carson Wentz potentially losing snaps to Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, and, and we, we've talked about what we think is going to happen. We think it's going to be a little bit more on the ground. I, I think that Wilson clearly edges Metcalf, but it, it's still going to be Wilson and Metcalf, number one and two, right? So I'm probably going to have almost 20 percent Russell Wilson. Um, DK Metcalf's looking around 12 percent for me. Okay,
0: Metcalf. and then and then the the other 60 percent you're spreading out across Chris Carson. Yeah,
1: basically have probably 10 to 11 different captains tonight, and percent. but only going to be, it looks like we'll have the players that will be 8% or above or, you know, approaching double digits. So 10% and above will be Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Miles Sanders, Tyler Lockett, Carson Wentz, and Chris Carson. Okay.
0: And for Mike's full exposure to players and the flex guys, make sure you go to sportsline.com slash join. You can get the first month for a dollar. Uh, use promo code uh, White unless you want to unless you want to unless you have a promo code you probably got one right
1: White Mike anyone I I don't anyone white,
0: but code. not White Mike use promo code White or promo code white, Mike right. yeah to get your uh, to get your first month for a dollar either one of those work and then you will uh you also get a CBS All Access account as well which is like a steal because Champions League is going on uh, and you can uh, you can get all the exposures lineup optimizer everything you need for DFS purposes who are some value plays that you're looking at uh, this evening for this slate.
1: So we have one value play that we have to talk about because we know, you know, I mentioned that they're short on tight ends, right? But Pete Carroll loves to mix in the tight end there. Yep. Let's talk about Colby Parkinson. Colby Parkinson is $200 on DraftKings. He is a free square, if you like him. It will allow you to play the, Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, maybe even Tyler Lockett, double handcuff if you want to. So Pete Carroll has basically already come out and said that Colby Parkinson's going to have a role on offense, uh, tight end from Stanford. I think he's going to come in there and uh, just take over that, that role, right? They like to run all three of those tight ends in there with Hollister, Disley, and Olson. Olson's out of there. Give me Colby Parkinson at $200. Uh, all you need here is one catch.
0: He is a uh, – Parkinson is a tall – Athletic freak. Yeah. Prisco loved him coming out of the draft and said he might he had a shot to be the first tight end taken. Now I'm like panicking because I'm i worried I dropped him on my dynasty league. I'm I'm hoping I didn't. I might I might start him tonight. Um he's a he's a guy that absolutely could be the future at tight end for that for them. He's not gonna get uh phew, I saved him. Um yeah, you know, he's not going to uh you know he's not he's you're not expecting like three touchdowns from this guy. Yeah. But like you say, if he gets one catch for 15 yards he's already outperformed his $200 value and he and he and this is important because especially on you you and i've talked about this on this podcast before you don't have to spend all your money in dfs
1: no
0: you can you put Kobe parkinson in there you leave some cash on the table and if he if he gets the flame emoji going then you're gonna you're gonna you're and you're he he helps you out and he unlocks so much other stuff
1: I mean, his, his real value there is just unlocking. Um, you know, we've, we've got those high salaries with the two receivers, um, Russell Wilson, and then on the other side, Miles Sanders. Um, it, it really just unlocks everything. Uh, so I, and, you know, you say he's not going to catch three touchdowns, he might catch one. Like yeah. they, they if, you,
0: if he catches one, you're not going to win any money without him on the like any big right. money without him on the in your lineup.
1: Absolutely, yeah, definitely.
0: All right, so what would be your preferred bill if you go? Let's say you go Russell, Colby, Parkinson. And DK Metcalf, are you then are you going with a fourth Seahawk and bring it back with two like Winston and Eagle pass catcher? Or you lo- like are you thinking this is a potential I mean, you as it a five point game in in your simulation, so I'm guessing you're not putting you know, you're not banking on like Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson running for hundred fifty yards each in
1: a bloodbath. Um, I mean I might put Carson in there, so I'm actually gonna build it right now. Um and see what, what this looks like. But it'll definitely be a, in a Seattle stack for sure. It'll likely be 4-1. Um,
0: or 5-1? Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Um, so, yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, we're, we're not quite able to get exactly where I want on that.
0: Yeah, I was looking at that too. So with Colby Parkinson in there, you can go Russ at captain, DK Metcalf. You can come back with Wentz and Rager. But then you're sort of left in the dark on – what you want to do as far as, um, the the last piece? Like you can go DJ Dallas. That's not extremely appealing. There's just not. It's almost like you need to flip Russ and DK. I don't know if that will work in terms of yeah. And that unlocks Will Disley.
1: Yeah, yeah. But babe, I mean, I will definitely have lineups like that. That'll be five one. So one that I've got in now. um Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Parkinson, and then running it back with Boston Scott, potentially catching passes in a a, uh, real hurry-up situation um, when they're trying to come back. But basically just full-on Seattle onslaught would be one way that you can get exposure to Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, if Russ does have that passing game where he throws three touchdowns, four touchdowns, both go to Metcalf, Lockett, you're not going to win without them
0: for sure. Right. What, uh, is there a, you I know, mean, we talked about the under and the, and running the football. I mean, is there a, do you think it's contrarian in this spot to just play defenses? And I mean, not that you avoid the quarterbacks, but you go, let's so say you go, you think Chris Carson's going to go nuts. Carson is the captain. Plug the defenses in and you could probably get a pass catcher in each quarterback, right?
1: Yes, you definitely could. Um,
0: is playing defense is stupid.
1: So I rarely play defenses, right? So that, that's what I tell a lot of the, my following there. Um, there are times when they, they do project to be valuable, um, but they're mostly over-owned. Um, right. On slates where we have defensive touchdowns, I simply I, I don't want a million dollars on those slates. Um, <laughs> I, I might be able to recover my, my investment still, but I, I'm not profiting much on slates that have a defensive touchdown. Um, mm. So I, I'm more on team kicker, less on team defense. Mm. Typically, just because they're, the kickers are underowned, So the thing you have to remember about a kicker, right? Traditional DFS doesn't use a kicker. So like casual players coming in, they're, they're not thinking about using kickers when they when they build lineups, right? Well, I come in and kick, you know, a 40-yard field goal, and I've scored 80% of a touchdown already, right? So you, you also get the point on the extra point that they're not priced up. They're, they're around the same price as the defense. Obviously, the defense starts with 10 points, which is a nice thing, but – um, they're just over owned. So I personally, like last night was a situation where I had 3% of the Bears and 3% of the Packers defenses. Gotcha. And that was a game where I, you know, I typically am not playing defenses at all. I'm typically using my medium projection on them. Their medium projections are around four to five points, maybe six in some extreme situations. Um,
0: and you really need that defensive touchdown for it to work out.
1: Yes. Uh, like you. You need a defensive touchdown or you need just an absolute shutout five six
0: sacks um, yeah and, and we just don't see that in 2020 and as we point out even the packers were doing that to the bears and you're up 41 to seven or whatever and you just give up 14 you know 14 points you don't really care about and that's that's the problem yeah. um all right that's the slate those are the props chris it's chris carson season chris on, carson. Uh, so go if you're listening to this uh in the uh in in the morning or around lunch, go get the Carson props in now. Rushing attempts over, rushing yards over. Uh, Mike has the rushing yards up to sixty-five, but you want—you obviously want some. You don't want to nudge up to sixty-five. Let's uh, let's win some money tonight. Thanks, buddy. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today. Part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network.